1: Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, in general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: That's right. Uh,
2: And that's what you really missed with Jenna
3: and Kevin an iHeartRadio podcast.
2: Welcome to And That's Why You Really Miss podcast, the mic edition. My, Kevin and I's mics have been wonky, wonka, wonk, but here we are, and I think we sound good, and then our very wonderful sound team, <laughs> a man of want, May, Brian, makes it work, even when my mic goes crazy, so that you guys can listen with your... Listening ears.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm losing my mind today. As opposed to non-listening ears. <laughs> exactly. That you sometimes have on.
2: No, truly. Um, <laughs> okay, this is season three, episode 17, Dance with Somebody. This is the Whitney Houston tribute episode, Kevin.
3: <sighs> I don't know how we're on episode 17 already. Crazy. Makes no sense. We're running sense. through
2: these a lot faster than it takes to shoot them. That's for sure. Well, that's for damn sure. Um,
3: and That's no why I feel so
2: fast. Right, exactly. Okay. This is the Wendy Houston tribute episode. Um, this is more of a character piece than a tribute episode, as one Ryan Murphy said. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Ryan Murphy said that? Yeah. Okay. What was going on in
3: the world? Um, in the world, somebody that I used to know, oh, look at that, is number one in the country shortly after it was featured on a. Glee episode. Huh. Glee, I don't think Glee, Glee had anything to do with it because that song is no, uh, already song.
2: massive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we won't take the credit. No, not this <laughs> no. time. Number one movie, Think Like a Man.
3: Fun fact I did not know that was based off of a Steve Harvey book.
2: Oh, right. I remember
3: that movie. I just did not know it was based off of Steve Harvey. Same. It was a big week in Glee News Week. What was it? <laughs> we, on April 26th, did. Our four hundredth number, and it was seemingly a fan favorite. We've come to find out, Paradise by the Dashboard Light.
2: Whoa! At Nationals. I can't believe we're already at Paradise by the Dashboard Light. It feels That feels like season six, fully. Right. It, Very strange.
3: By that point, I think, personally, mentally, in our lives, we had gone through so much that it had felt <laughs> like we had lived a lifetime. We had experienced. The amount of things that people <laughs> hope to experience at some point in their lives all within three years. <laughs> That's it right. was just, That's we right. had shot 60 something episodes. We had been on two tours. We had performed at the White House, been on Oprah, Oprah. been in a movie. It was <laughs> all these weird things that you hope to achieve at some point in your life. All happen. in
2: one. One bundle of a three-year experience. It truly was three years that felt like an eternity.
3: Yeah, because I think that's why it feels like it was season six Mm -hmm. to us. Because Mm -hmm. we had just experienced so much.
2: Right. Well, this is... Okay, so Paradise by the Dashboard Light is coming up in season three in Nationals, which we will get to. On the road to Nationals, we come across a Whitney tribute. That was directed by Paris Barclay. Thank goodness.
3: Oh, Paris. Let me tell you. There were so many times in this episode, I was like, ah. Paris. Reinventing <laughs> the things that we've been doing already. That's you right. know, like making a choir room number look different and exciting.
2: That's right. That's loved right. it. Oh, wait. The oh, drama. Mm-hmm. Huh? Paris loved the drama on set. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have the wonderful Michael Malley back.
3: Oh, thank God.
2: How will I know by Whitney Houston? <laughs> Just keep saying by Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Saving all my love for you by Whitney Houston. So emotional by Whitney. It's not right, but it's okay by Whitney. I have nothing and my love is your love. That's a lot of Whitney.
3: It's a lot of Whitney, but it's not even enough Whitney. You I know? mean,
2: there's so much
3: more Whitney. You can't have enough Whitney. Whitney.
2: Where's the, say, Star-Spangled Banner, even though...
3: No. No, no, no. Look. <laughs> Look no.
2: At least Rachel was talking about it, okay? Yes.
3: Again, yes, I agree.
2: It. We should never see anybody do that except for Whitney Houston. No. Whitney Houston.
3: Nobody I almost said Whitney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Spears. This is our Whitney Spears episode. <laughs> this is the first time two consecutive tributes have aired in one season. And it's the second tribute episode that isn't written by Ryan Murphy.
2: Oh, you beat me to it. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, This is the second tribute to a deceased artist, and the first one was Michael. Um, Mark is not in... It's not right, but it's okay.
3: Maybe at a dentist appointment.
2: Maybe. It's also interesting because Puck had some interesting stories like this episode. Like I very um standalone, one-off... <laughs> episode uh, scenes if you will story you love lines. the gift bag i'm i'm confused by the gift bag i'm yeah confused there were by a the couple
3: scenes like that right and we were talking before we started recording with sam our producer about how that and the scene with rachel and santana making up they right. are significant scenes especially for those characters but they're also sort of like, Stand what are you along. doing
2: here? Like, why?
3: Kind of everyone's thing. emotional.
2: That's right, and it's a big. Everything is leading up to graduation, right? We have a few, you know, fifty or seventy days left, like of school. It's so crazy that they're graduating this year. Like, that's wild.
3: It felt also reflective of i think personal relationships to an extent mm-hmm. in real mm-hmm. life i think around that time too there might have been some things in the press about people not getting along and all that and i think this was sort of a way to like show that that wasn't true
2: right when blaine and carter talk about uh, talking at blaine's locker the music note in his locker reverses during a camera angle change continuity oh, Eleanor, i remember switched that. it yeah i know Weird. Unless they flipped it. Oh, no, they couldn't have flipped it. Interesting.
3: It's so strange.
2: So weird. Okay. Uh, after so emotional, Rachel says her and Santana wasted three years without singing a duet. When they, in fact, sang <laughs> three duets. <laughs> it's really good season. <laughs> so just a little mishap there. Just a little some miscommunication. The lines of communication were missed.
3: <laughs> like, literally, they did one this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
3: Oh Lord! I really like them together, though.
2: Always do, always do, and I think it's because I like the tension they have as characters. Yes. Um, because they're both like leading ladies,
1: and yes, correct.
2: are in competition, but yet yeah, just so different. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll see more of that, obviously, in coming seasons as well.
3: Um, Chris said, "I have nothing" was the hardest song he had to do on the show thus far, and was really nervous about it. Yeah, I, I would believe have been that. Terrified. I don't want to touch a Whitney song. No, I, I think it's very brave of anyone to do that, especially a ballad. Like, I could hear what? Chris
2: saying, "I didn't have a choice."
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, who wants... that? That is an impossible mission.
2: That's also a very high song for him. Yes. It's crazy. But
3: you know what Chris has? What does he have? Chris has the acting chops to pull it off. He does. He hit it because his voice is super high, but mm-hmm. also makes you feel it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yes, he's oh. not Whitney. Nobody is Whitney. And how dare they make a man <laughs> try to sing that song? I know.
2: And how dare they not give her Amber more songs?
3: I mean, why wasn't all she just hear, doing every song?
2: All I want to hear is Amber sing more Whitney. That's all I want to hear. The same week as the Glee singles charted, Whitney's, Whitney's The Greatest Hit album jumped back to number one on the Billboard Top Catalog Albums chart and climbed seven spots, number 20, and on the Billboard 200. I don't know, Kevin. We were talking about not taking credit, but
3: I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it was because they were like... I can't listen to these kids <laughs> sing Whitney. Well,
2: I mean, to be fair, Whitney had just passed away, yes. so like, of course, everybody's listening to Whitney. Yeah, I'm not taking credit for it either. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jenna, the weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees.
2: Yes, it is. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the
3: best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
2: By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us.
3: And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes, We love that.
2: I just got the silk skirt and then I also got the um, 100% organic cotton striped sweater. It's great quality for that price. I literally shop here all the time now because it is just undeniable
3: Get warmer weather ready with Quince Go to Quince.com slash really for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns That's
2: Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash really to get free shipping and 365 day returns Quince.com slash
0: really Bean Dad The Dress 30 to 50 Feral Hogs If you knew what any of those were you spend too much time online and hey, I do too
3: So, this episode is about the Glee Club covering Whitney Houston, thanks to Will and Emma's lesson plan, while they simultaneously come one step closer to the dream wedding.
2: They get a wedding planner. which Dream you, wedding! You Look, if you can afford it, build it into the budget. Because, <laughs> let me tell you,
3: you, re-
1: you wedding recommend? planning
2: is rough. rough. <laughs> Or just don't have the wedding. Just elope, and save the money.
3: I feel like to be a wedding <laughs> planner, you have to be a strong, strong, resilient person.
2: Uh, yes, I think so. People bring out, it, the weddings bring out the worst side of people, aka bridesolos. And so you're dealing with people at, at really high stakes in and in making life-changing decisions that, um, or transitions, if you will. And like, I just don't, I bow down to them. Our wedding planners were amazing, but this is not about a wedding. This is about glee. Um, This week's assignment is Whitney Houston because the kids have not moved on from mourning the loss of Whitney. And it's been quite a bit of time. And so she suggests to Will that they should do Whitney. Um, Similarly, in the way that she mourned Princess Diana.
3: That opening number. Oh, my God. Sensational. Perfect. An acapella walk through the school. So good. That was beautiful. And I think this is the key. When you are doing covers, like with Michael, when you have an artist who is so good and like almost uncoverable, the different versions of the songs, the different takes on the songs, I think are the key to making them work. And when you don't do that, you're not really giving an opportunity to the person who's covering them to do their best.
2: Right, because you're competing with Whitney.
3: And no one can come close to Whitney.
2: I mean, why would you want to try? No. Unless you're being paid for it on a TV show and a contract where you can't decide what you say or say.
3: Hmm. I wouldn't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this uh, also makes everyone realize that there are only so many weeks left of school before graduation for some of us. And um a duet between Santana and Rachel inspires them to finally make peace and be friends for the rest of the school year. And Puck gives out some goodie bags uh to the boys of the Glee Club as graduation approaches in to show his appreciation, which we've
3: talked about already. That's the only time I want to talk about the gift bags in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I um I Santana's reaction to Will theorizing <laughs> why the kids are taking Whitney's death so hard is so good <laughs> and so real and very much us. It's like, no, maybe just we're sad because Whitney was incredible. <laughs> like, that's it. It's not, doesn't have to be so that true. deep. It's, it's so just true. sad, you know?
2: I feel like also we were singing a lot of Whitney on set. Not that we should have been, but we were singing a lot of Whitney and I feel like they heard it and they were like, oh.
3: I mean, it also sounds like, you yes, know, capitalism. <laughs> um,
2: well, okay. That's true, too. Uh...
3: <laughs> Not to get too off track here, but, you know, we were a pop culture based show. Right. And so, right. Whitney's that's passing right. is someone like that. Like, when Michael passed, we were bumping Michael music right. for weeks. That's all the time. Yeah.
2: So Brittany and Santana do. I want to dance with somebody. What a cute musical
3: number. Santana has some good duets. Naya, like she was just smashing it this episode. Yes.
2: Yes. Oh, he's smashing
3: it. (laughs) Heather dancing with her. Heather's number. Also, like props to Paris here. There's two numbers in one. Yes, and that whole backlit stage thing all the dancers are backlit and in shadow and like heather's and there's also a different style of dance than she normally gets to do on the show
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
3: and it was just then you throw tiny dancer in there aka naya (laughs) just (laughs) towards the end and she's just singing her face off get her in there in her
2: cute little outfit
3: paris smash it i loved the art direction of that and i also loved I really did like the Santana and Rachel duet because we do how many duets or numbers in the choir room? We've done mm-hmm. countless numbers, but there was something about the way that number was shot and lit Again, where the, lo- the light streaming in through the hallway, it looked different. It looked exciting. It looked, um, well, they were uh, very
2: like music video and that's all that's yes. Paris and him his, you know, um experience and past with music music direction, but also it felt like we were transported back to the time like of Whitney and her prime. Totally. Like the lighting and it
3: just like it felt It was very late eighties, early nineties. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which I loved.
3: In subtle ways. It's like all of a sudden they start you're in the choir room, the place we all know. And then just like that, the lighting just shifts a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. I noticed that too quite a bit, the lighting in this episode, mm-hmm. actually.
3: Like in that opening number where you have the spot. Oh, so beautiful. Oh, God.
2: We weren't in this episode very (laughs) much together.
3: Nor did we need to be.
2: Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) But so emotional. was great. They sounded great. It looked great.
3: I also liked about that number that it looked like, you know me, like high school kids choreographed it in like a really (laughs) good way. And I mean that as a compliment to Zach and Brooke. (laughs) Like, it looked realistic. Like they were having right. so much fun with each other,
2: not like us talking about we have we have no budget, and then like having like lights, costumes, yes. sets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Simultaneously, Quinn's feeling down about being in a wheelchair, and Joe um, offers to go to physical therapy with Quinn because he cares about her. And yeah, he does. um, they do this uh, very cute number in the choir room. Loved it, and. Very cute number. Very good for their voices. Um, This is where I talk about the... Like, where they talk about the character character piece. I'm like, okay. Like, we're moving plot along with songs versus just doing a tribute where you're like, Michael throwing it all in there. Um, Madonna. Madonna. Exactly. Exactly. There's more story than there is music. And so, mm-hmm. it is... This is a departure from the usual norm of our tribute episodes. Correct. Um, And then they do... They go to PT together... And it is
3: sexual. That PT session was it's every very hot and heavy. Teen boys' nightmare.
2: <laughs> well, and she's like, "Is that?" And I was like, "Wait a second, yeah, like, Oop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nightmare."
2: He's too into her, and he doesn't know what to do. He's very attracted to her. He um he talks to Sam about it, and and Sam's like, "Look, you gotta." <laughs> figure it out i don't know i think i feel like yes this is realistic in the world of like kids figuring out their hormones versus their core beliefs but i was Mm -hmm. like wow sam really you decide if you want to get closer to her or closer to was it closer to her or closer to god Uh, yeah i was like wow
3: (laughs) wow this is interesting yeah you know when i was working as a stripper i had sex (laughs) He's like, it's just unrealistic. You can't. Uh, I'm. (laughs) It's really funny. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: I I didn't see this Quinn-Joe storyline coming, though. Oh, I did. I didn't. I just think I remembered
3: it. Mm. I think you were. I
2: just, like, it wasn't something. But anyway, Quinn is feeling insecure because she feels like Joe, who turned her down because they almost kissed and he turned her down, like, was, she's feeling insecure about being in the chair. Um, And she has this very sweet little uh, bathroom scene. Let me tell you, we love those bathroom scenes. Oh, did I love you love shooting those bathroom scenes? I never there got like to shoot one. like a few in the season that we had that the girls all were together. One of them was like, I think when we did um, the class picture with Elodie, when Elodie Keane was directing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we hang on that bathroom and it's just like a gab sash with the girls. If everybody's getting along, like we're all right. just hanging and it's a quick, quick scene. You're in and out. It's usually at the end of the day. Like, it was really fun. Those were really fun. I, I don't remember doing that scene, to be very honest with you. Yeah. But um, I always remembered loving doing girl
1: scenes in the mat, girl back. See, I them. think
3: you can feel that as a viewer, though. Like, I enjoy <laughs> watching those. Like, that, mm-hmm. all of the ones in our show. And, like, I think of that one in Euphoria <laughs> last mm-hmm. season. So good. With Oklahoma. <laughs> but because you do have that. Like everyone stays in that confined space and like hangs out or the normal scenes. And so there's no, I think there's no way for that not to translate. (laughs) And you just feel it. It's so, it's such a joy to watch those scenes.
2: Love a bathroom scene in a high school. So uh, jealous. It's also a
3: rite of passage. I feel like every high school show or movie, there's always the guys or the girls
2: conspiring in the bathroom. bathroom. You're right. You're totally right. Whether a kid's sitting on the toilet by themselves eating lunch in the bathroom, yes. smoking weed in the bathroom, doing something weird in the bathroom. Sneaking cabin. out of school through
3: the bathroom. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So they do that number and they are, their relationship is budding. It's budding. And they're very cute.
3: And I do think it's nice that quinn, <laughs> Quinn's quinn been through a lot. <laughs> quinn, just take a second and think about the things Quinn has been through in three seasons.
2: She's had a baby.
3: She went from being popular, like number one cheerleader, to like the pregnant outcast in the glee club.
2: Then going under the bleachers and smoking ciggies and dyeing her hair. To then getting in a car accident. Scheming
3: to steal her baby back. Right, Planting right. drugs. It's
2: very dark. She's had quite the arc.
3: Yeah, I'm worried about her.
2: <laughs> Where will she end up? Joe seems like a nice normal guy. Uh, at Yale. Um, <laughs> right. Not so bad. Should we talk about Will and Emma?
3: Yeah, because what out of nowhere Will's mm-hmm. like, we gotta get married. We gotta get married in May. <laughs> it has and to happen. Why, why does he want to get married in May? I don't know. <laughs> and then hires a, a wedding planner to like speed up the process and then When he actually has that conversation with the wedding planner about a venue and a stage so the Glee kids can perform.
2: He's scared that the kids aren't going to come back for his wedding, which Finn's his best man, so he's definitely coming back (laughs) for his wedding.
3: Get some friends your own age, Will Mm -hmm. Schuster.
2: Right. And then all the kids he's worried aren't going to come back from college. I mean, we're not going anywhere, so we're definitely going to be there. Um, all the seniors aren't gonna come back. So, yes, he gets the the Ohio wedding planner to speed up the process. <sighs> I have to be completely honest with you, I don't remember if they get married or not. <laughs> <laughs> we're being we're being really honest
3: in this episode. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking this whole time. <laughs> don't tell to. us you
2: guys we're just we're, we're watching we're yeah, watching for we're the first just time like you. <laughs> except I, they know more
3: the <laughs> weddings i remember attending are Bert and carol Bert and carol and then the double wedding what the double wedding in the barn
2: oh the barn but the barn yes of yeah. course okay so they're planning their wedding yeah who knows if it's <laughs> gonna happen or not
3: they <laughs> impending wedding that clock's a ticking.
2: And Will and Emma have this, you know, sweet little storyline that's kind of brushed over, but not really <laughs> about um, him freaking out that the glee club's not going to make it. Yeah.
0: Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do, too.
2: The big storyline, it feels, this episode is Kurt cheating on Blaine. Emotionally
3: cheating on Blaine. Kurt is stepping out via text.
2: He really is taking it a step farther than he should. Uh, Two steps farther than he should, to be fair. Um, Kurt meets a guy at the uh, music store. Yes, at the muse at the record um store, which who uh, okay, um Best Buy just took out all their products, like their their media out of their stores, like no more CDs I,
3: I'm actually surprised that they still had it
2: <laughs> um, anyway, I digress uh, Kurt meets Chandler and he's helping him. Find a song, a Whitney song for his callback for Nyana. To be he young for in, his number. in
3: Ohio, you know, you're. It's imagine it's hard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and he gives him his number. He gives him his yeah.
3: number. He gives him his
2: number. And Blaine's, Kurt's just texting like very freely about with with Chandler.
3: And then telling Rachel about it, I was like, if you want to do this, that's so you don't tell.
2: But here's the thing. Kurt doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. And I think that's why he's kind of open about it.
3: And Rachel's like smiling through it. (laughs) "Um."
2: (laughs) No. Meanwhile, Kurt is also has this really nice scene with Bert, his dad, Michael Malley, who is in Congress now coming back from D.C. (laughs) And they're talking about this sweet. Storyline about a kid leaving the house, you know, flying the coop, going to college and they've been avoiding talking about it and haven't done their Friday dinners. And gosh, I miss Bert and Kurt scenes.
3: Because that Bert dialogue, oh. wh- whoever wrote that scene. Beautiful. Earned their paycheck that week. <laughs> that scene, I was just aghast the whole time. It's like, this is yep. dialogue. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Michael Malley is Delivering. I mean, they're on a different show. They're it's, so good together. It's true. It's true. Not saying the rest of us. <laughs> well, we can you talk know about, about ourselves. Though, it's like they're always, <laughs> it's always serious and it's really meaningful, grounded dialogue with one another. Yes. And Bert has a way to like distill. Beautifully delivered. Concepts mm-hmm. that are hard and like big. You about know, very, everything.
2: Yes, you're right. You're right. Oh, it's.
3: It was beautiful.
2: It was really beautiful, beautifully done, written, executed, directed. It was really, really, really well done, and that leads into Chris's song uh, or Kurt's song. Um, but man, I miss, I miss Michael Malley.
3: So before we get to Chris's song, we have Darren's um, song. Okay. Because, Blaine finds out about the texts,
2: right? He and is really pissed
3: off. And, like, we've all been there. We've all picked up the partner's phone and looked through it maybe when we shouldn't have. <laughs> right? Have you done that, Jenna? <laughs> no. Ever?
2: Okay. In my past, yes. Yes.
3: Like, when you're young. When you're in high school.
2: Oh, yeah. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah and would, you do yes. it. And then
3: it's like, oh, that, I should shouldn't not have, have done it. that. Yeah, but yeah. maybe
2: I needed to. Right. Right. Yes.
3: Uh, and, but don't do it. But if you did, relatable.
2: Kurt's saying, it's Okay. And Blaine saying, it's not right, but it's okay. Good on Darren. You know, he did the best he could with that life, <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Just making it work. Um, this number it brings back a lot of memories, <sighs> so Kevin. many memories. A lot of memories. So we didn't learn this song. We didn't even know the song was coming until maybe that morning. And... There was a lot of background vocals, and then there was a lot of acting during those background vocals that we had to be delivering. If you notice in the choir room, we're all singing backup vocals the whole time, but then having to act awkward and weird like we didn't want to be there.
3: And you know, when you're a fan of somebody's music, you think you know the lyrics. Like, you think (laughs) you know all these lyrics to Whitney Houston songs. You don't. You
2: don't. But when you're on camera... (laughs) And And it turns
3: out, mm -mm.
2: We didn't know any of them, actually. (laughs) And um, so we get these wonderful lyric sheets from Tim Davis that are color-coded, obviously, and (sighs) have all the breakdowns of all the oohs and the ahs and the lyrics and the lead vocals. And there were a lot. I mean, there were a lot. There was like 15 different colors
3: on that sheet, I remember. There was multiple sheets. Because normally you could put it onto one page. So everything. There were multiple <laughs> pages of this.
2: So we're doing that number and we're on stage in the um, auditorium doing the one we're all kind of standing behind the desk, right? And um, we were hooligans that day. I remember we were hooligans yeah. and we didn't know what was going on. We were acting a fool and nobody why, knew the
3: words. Why didn't I distinctly remember not knowing anything about this?
2: We like, walked on set and we were like, "Where are we right now?" I'm not kidding. Like being like, "What are we doing here?" And I don't know if maybe it wasn't scripted, and then they decided to bring us all in because of the back of vocals or something like that. But it, I
3: think it probably it was. It felt
2: very out of place. Like we like, were disjointed. like, "What are we doing
3: here?" We're never normally that unprepared.
2: Yes, agreed. Um, we were just moderately unprepared most of the time. <laughs> so I have this blue dress on, and I remember. <laughs> You guys pinning, pinning, safety pinning the lyrics to the back of my dress so that you could cheat and look at my back to know the words. And I was like, yeah, well, what am I going to do? I was yeah, next you to pinning. you. You were in front of me, the next to me. That's right. What am I going to do? So we, we were the idiots who didn't have anything. And, and then there's a shot of like us. We're standing with Leah and she's like fixing her hair like before, like as if the take is about to start. And I was like, oh, they were rolling and like, we
3: didn't know. Uh, My mouth is not doing a single word correctly. That was a mess. We were a mess. And if you notice, (laughs) I don't know if it was because of the lighting. I had Hmm. to keep my head down. (laughs) It was the lighting. I think it was the lighting. And I think, did we try to have lyric sheets taped to the back of the desk? We tried to take them
2: below the camera, I think it was. Yes,
3: but we we also couldn't look down. So, like, (laughs) I couldn't move my head to actually see where the (laughs) lyric sheets were. (laughs) Harry's close-up
2: was so funny. Oh, so good. We were just acting cuckoo that day.
3: I also love when Blaine has an insane number like this, like with his brother, where he's on the auditorium stage, so dramatic. Committed. Yes. Committed. And all the reactions to him performing... In the choir room. Yes. All of us looking back at Kurt like, <laughs> what is going on? What is on? going on? Yeah. Love that. Love. And props to Paris again for, you know, inventing new ways to make the auditorium interesting.
2: Always props to Paris, props to Paris. And I, I like the
3: tension between Kurt and Blaine. Yeah, it can't always be rainbows and, and butterflies with them, right? And they're, oh my God, they're seen with Emma. Love <laughs> Are you qualified to do this? No.
2: <laughs> when she hides the pamphlet, like, sing to sing a song. Why don't you try and sing a song?
3: <laughs> very and, funny. Like, all of Blaine's, like, points are so valid. Also, Kurt, are. Kurt would have been done for me if we were together and he was snapping at the waitstaff to hurry it up for his <laughs> cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory. No, 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 no.
2: Please says... Please stop slipping bronzer into my moisturizer. And Kurt says, you look good with a little color And plain. says, I only use the lotion on my hands. It looks weird if, if a person just has tan hands.
3: So good. That scene is so good.
2: It's so good. We love those scenes with Emma. The Chandler texts also to Kurt are very funny. I don't know if you caught them, but oh, are yeah. you an astronaut because your smile is out of this world? Ugh. I'm pretty sure you're Cleopatra in another life. You've got a great asp. <laughs>
3: That was insane.
2: Can you sing into my voicemail? I want to make your voice my ringtone. <laughs> Very inappropriate,
3: Chandler. Because that also leads you to believe that Kurt never mentioned he had a boyfriend.
2: He definitely did not. He definitely did not.
3: Because if somebody's coming on to you like that, you're like, hey, just FYI, <laughs> I'm with someone, so we got to keep this PC. Right,
2: right. Yeah, it's, but here, this is the thing, you can't, even so, Kurt just have not been doing that.
3: <laughs> I mean, the youth, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's they're bad. all
3: young and hot and horny.
2: We're in high school. We forget <laughs> that, like, we're in
3: high school, yeah. right? They're not going to make not the most sound decisions.
2: We're not adults. So
3: then Kurt performs his song, and I was taken aback it because it's so pointedly, it's so pointed at Blaine, but we just come off that really beautiful scene between Bert and Kurt. And it's like, damn, he's full of fire yes. after this sentimental scene.
2: Yes. And
3: everyone's uncomfortable again. But I don't know. Paris is making the choir room look beautiful again.
2: Once again. And, and the microphone. Like. Yeah. That's <laughs> all. I was like, where did that come from? But it gives him something to do, I guess. I don't know. It, it is Whitney. I don't know if that makes a difference, but...
3: A prop is always good. We need more mics.
2: I don't know about that.
3: I love a mic.
2: I love a mic, with your but, hands. But also, like, do you need a mic in the choir room?
3: I don't know. When have we ever talked about I, things... Oh, fine. Fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, Chris did a great job. That is a very hard, very high song for him to sing. And that's a that's a Whitney that's an icon. Oh my God, that is an iconic number by Whitney. <laughs>
3: I I short circuited.
2: <laughs> that's short-cured. an icon. You're not that's wrong.
3: An I- that's an icon. That's an icon. and Whitney are both icons. That is correct. That is correct. In Kevin. different ways. I'm not comparing Kurt to Whitney. To no, 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 no.
2: They <laughs> but, are let iconic. Me clear. Like, yeah, so in their own right.
3: Mm-hmm. My love is your love, Jenna.
2: What did you think when you had to record this, Kevin?
3: Oh, I hated it. <laughs> I hated, I hated everything I did. I, yeah, I was upset about my performance in it. But it was really nice after having an episode of everybody going through their personal issues. Mm-hmm. They're coming to terms with the school year ending. Mm-hmm. Um, half the people leaving. It felt really, really nice in old school Glee. And I think since yes. Paris hit it out of the park with Dog Days. Yes. That he sort of gets free reign to make those hanging out work. vibe and, yeah, rehearsal vibe performances. Agreed. And it feels good. It felt really good. Agreed. I love that number now, though.
2: Yeah, I thought it was great. I think its it's just quintessential Glee.
3: And just like more Amber. Yeah, exactly. Please. You guys were
2: great. You guys were very good. I wanted more of that, actually. You and Amber. No, no, um, no.
3: I didn't need to do any more.
2: No, no, no. That was, I, I was just saying, could you, you left me warning more, not less. That's a good thing. Oh, you know? I'll take it. Yeah. Let's grade these performances, Kevin.
3: Oh, yes. I'm, I was waiting for this. How will I know? Give A, it a plus. plus. Yes.
2: I want to dance with somebody. A.
3: A. Damn mm-hmm. it. I hate when we agree.
2: Saving all my love for you. I really um, liked it. Give it a B plus.
3: I'll go A minus.
2: Okay. Uh so emotional.
3: I think I like this a. more than you did. I'm go A plus.
2: Oh wow! Well, I'm gonna give it an A. It's not right, but it's okay. B minus. B. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing.
3: Um. B. B plus.
2: My love is your love. A. A minus. Okay. Cringe moments, AKA ouchies. The cheating. Yes, the cheating. And then also, um, Sam, more of saying, like, you can give up your beliefs. Yeah. That to make, whole conversation. Get closer to Quinn. Yeah. Okay. Um, best dance move.
3: Oh my God, Brittany.
2: Yeah. I want to dance with somebody.
3: Yeah. That was incredible. The leg kick, that floor work.
2: It was exceptional. Woo! Uh, best song, How Will I Know. How Will I Know.
3: Agreed. Prop? Well, your answer is obviously going to be the goodie bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the Princess Diana pamphlet for me.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I, it is the goodie bag. So that's <laughs> worst performance by a prop. Um, best line? <laughs> Ooh, I think,
3: <laughs> um, what do you Brittany got? Has,
2: Brittany has this really good line to Quinn in the choir room where she says um, about dancing with Santana and all of us. And then she says, and Quinn, you're still dancing in my dreams and you can fly and breathe fire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go serious with this one mm. and say a Burt line. Mm-hmm. You know, you and me, we made each other men. Just sometimes I want my sweet little boy back. Okay. You did it.
2: I think that's the first serious quote we've had this whole podcast. Maybe. And maybe the last. Okay. (laughs) Performance MVP.
3: This is hard. You know. It was so spread out between everyone.
2: It was. I feel like.
3: I feel like it's got to be Chris or Darren.
2: Can we give it to both? Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, let's give it to both. Okay. So, Jenta, shit we found on the TikTok. Friend of our podcast, the good old icon, TikTok icon, Max. Um, so, do you know that Chris is part of Rose's turn? Mm-hmm. Is that going viral on TikTok at the moment? Oh, is it? (laughs) And people have made some really, really incredible...
2: (laughs) It's the beginning, right? Yes. It's
3: exactly what it is. (laughs) And Max's is when I go to the gym once, but I still look the same. But there are so many, and I implore you to watch all of them. That's
2: really funny. They're very, very good. (laughs) Very good.
3: Yes. Because... Somebody, I think Austin showed it to me, somebody else's. And I was like, wait a second. Is that Chris? Oh, my God. And Listen then I to... saw that there were, like, hundreds of them. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. excellent. hmm
2: Thanks for that, Kevin. And thanks for that, Max.
3: Anytime. And
2: anybody posting about that. it makes me laugh thanks for listening to another episode this is the Whitney tribute and uh, I would love to hear what you guys think about the Whitney tribute since it's different from our tribute so write in and it's been a pleasure y'all
3: and that's what you really (laughs) missed thanks for listening and follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars see you next time
0: Bean Dad The Dress 30 to 50 feral hogs